0: Hey folks, Jeff Woods here. Before we get into the episode, we wanted to ask for your help and your feedback. We are working on a brand new event concept and we want to customize it to you. We're hoping that before you get into the episode, you will pause and go to theonething.com slash summit. That's with the number one in the URL, theonething.com slash summit, and share your ideas with us. This will be coming out here in the next few months. So please pause the episode right now. Go to theonething.com slash summit answer a few quick questions, and then continue. This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing Team. We often wish that we had someone in our world who could hold us accountable, who could have a vision of what's possible for us and would be willing to take a stand for our greatness when we may be fighting for our limitations. The person you're gonna meet today found that person and he found it in the form of a five-year-old, his daughter. If you've read the book, you know the F.M. Alexander quote that people do not decide their futures, they decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. What are the habits that you can form that if you formed them would make achieving extraordinary life easier or unnecessary? And who are the people in your world who can begin holding you accountable as you go on your first 66 day challenge to making that a power habit? Today's episode is a journey of what it looks like to form that first habit, what it looks like to seek accountability and how purpose can be woven into all of this to take your results to an even higher level. With that, let's get into this conversation with Tim Beverlin.
1: So why are we sitting here today? Uh, today happens to be day 66 in my first 66 day challenge of running every day for 66 days. What inspired you to go on a 66 day challenge to forming the habit of running? So after listening to the podcast and rereading the one thing for the sixth or seventh time, and finally, what is that thing that I struggle with right now? And if I were to do that one thing, would lead to other habits being able to be stacked upon that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, running is not something I necessarily enjoy. And yet I knew if I could commit to running for 66 days, talk about it to others that are in my world and in my businesses and in my family, that I would have a level of accountability as well as that, that little check mark. I want to get every day for 66 six days. So at 6 a.m. this morning, started my run. And at 6.30 or so, when I was wrapping up, it was 66 days. And I know that there will be a 67th day mm-hmm. because it's now a habit. How long did it take for it to become a habit for you? It's a great question. By day about 30 or 35, I had uh, some traveling to do. And my wife and I had a flight to catch from Philadelphia to Tennessee at seven o'clock in the morning. We live about an hour from the airport. The only way to get my run in that day was to run at four o'clock in the morning. And that's not my normal wake up time. And I found myself waking up at 3:45 without an alarm and on the treadmill at 4 a.m. running to get my check mark for my 35th day. Hmm. So at that point, I was, I was pretty confident it was, it was becoming a habit. And yet not every day was easy. Right talked about that a little bit because I think people it's very simple,
0: right? Oh, just just do one thing every day for six, six days. power habit that sticks. Yes, life is amazing.
1: Go through why it's not easy. It's not easy because life shows up. and there are days in my business that would go a little long and I would get home at seven or eight o'clock at night and I hadn't checked the box yet. And sometimes I'd bring dinner home with me, put it on the counter, and go to the basement and jump on my treadmill. Mm-hmm. That was not easy, and yet it became easier over time
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. because I didn't want to break the streak. And And it, at the time I implemented this 66-day challenge, my daughter asked what the chart was on the fridge. And I, I have a five-year-old, and five-year-olds are quite curious. She said, what's that? Well, it's a, it's a challenge daddy's doing. He's going to run every day for 66 days. Did she fully co- get that concept? Not at all. She said, well, I want a chart too. So I had a second chart, laminated, put it on the fridge. And every day she had a good day as four and five-year-olds don't always have good days. They have really great days and they have days that make you appreciate the really great days. And she got a check mark for her really good days. And there are times that she would ask my wife, did daddy run today? Did he get his check mark today? Where is he at? Where I travel and, and come back. And did you get to put your check marks in? Did you miss any days? And having that level of accountability from a five year old is just it, really unbelievable. Go into that more because we've done a few episodes
0: before with parents and their kids and how the kids started living the one thing as a result of watching the parent. What does it mean
1: for your, your child to have a great day? Often it's that my wife has a great day because our children had a had a great day. <laughs> now we're really talking about the domino effect. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it leads to me having a better day as, as well. All these things kind of tie together really, really nicely. It's awareness, really. What it comes down to is, as a five year old, uh, you know, some of their actions they control. Some of them are just pure mm-hmm. emotion that that comes out. And watching her get really sad if she doesn't get a check mark that day, that it's starting to become a checkmark for her as well. Mm-hmm. And and habits can be built for any age. Yeah. So where did this, go back to where this came from. You you put your 66-day challenge calendar where? I put it on the side of my refrigerator. Okay. As I come in the door, go around the corner from my garage, I see the side of the refrigerator and I can see the check marks.
0: Okay. And at what
1: point did your daughter sh- start showing interest in this? Day one. As soon as I put it up in the fridge. Daddy, what's that? What is that? Uh And I had two copies. My original intention was to have a laminated copy on the fridge and one down on the treadmill. And the two copies just are side by side on the fridge. One's hers, one's mine. And at what point did it become hers? Day one.
0: So what what did that conversation look like? Walk through Because I think for
1: for a lot of the parents listening to this, they're like, oh, this is really cool. So walk us through how you enlisted the involvement of your child. So it was, what was that? And when I explained that it was a challenge of sorts, I really believe kids like to be challenged. Mm. And she wanted to be involved in it. And it became a thing that her and I could do together. And we came up with, well, what would be something we can measure? How about we measure that every time you have a really good day, we get to put a check mark. And we roughly define what that means. And that kind of depends on the day. And every time you don't, we're going to skip that day. You're going to have a blank spot. And there's some days that she'll go up to the calendar and say, I didn't get my mark yesterday or the day before or the day before. And she tries to put three or four marks in a row. And it's it's become a thing where it really, I'm ahead of her at the moment because I have all 66 checks. And yet, she sees the value in what those check marks represent. Mm. I should mention, I'm not a physician and I don't know that running every day for 66 days is the right move yeah. physically. And yet, the experience has been life-changing. Well, I- How has it been life-changing? It's kind of showed me what's possible by doing something as simplistic as getting on a treadmill every day. And it's not about the distance. I, I track my time for the first mile. I track my speed for the first mile. And what we shared or what I shared with you before was that my sprint has now become less than my pace. And it was unintentional. I just found myself turning up the speed a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And gradually, then suddenly, I was running faster than I have ever tracked before. And this is a habit that I never enjoyed running. I was staring at a concrete wall running on a treadmill. How exciting is that? And by the way, for those of you
0: listening, if you would like to get a copy of the 66-day challenge calendar, just go to theonething.com. That's with the number one in the URL click on the free stuff tab and you can download it and start your first power habit today. Before going through the 66 day challenge, what used to be your sprint, the thing that you would have to work hard to get as fast as you could possibly go is now the bare minimum. That's the
1: pace. That's the pace. And the sprint now would have been something that would have knocked me off the treadmill. Hmm. Going to more like this
0: shows what's possible. What does that mean? What are the things that you now, what are the questions you're now asking yourself that you would have never asked
1: before? What else have I been cheating myself on by not doing this five years ago when I knew about the 66-day challenge? And what's next? Say I wanted to learn a second language. Perhaps I pick one word a day that I learn in another language for the next 66 days. I've I've read somewhere that uh, the average person says about 200 words. That's about all they use. Whether it's true or not, I honestly don't know. And yet, if I could learn 66 words in nearly any language, it would at least get me on the path to mastery of that language. And that idea is so simplistic. One word a day? Of course I can do that. How long would that really take to learn one word per day? Three minutes? Five minutes? And it's just committing to that activity every day and not ever, ever, ever skipping it no matter what.
0: Well... What I love that you're illustrating is you automatically simplify down to the two-inch domino, right? People identify, understand the concept of a domino run, right? You Got a little two-inch domino. If you line your dominoes correctly and you knock it one down, they all fall. And people have read the book understand that two-inch domino doesn't just knock down a domino of equal size, but 50% larger. And over time, that compounds and gets really large. Challenges, most of us are focusing on the 18th domino. That domino that's so big that it can knock over the leaning tower of Pisa. And even though the tower is already leaning, if we try to run full steam at it, that thing ain't falling, right? And yet we're looking and saying, I need to transform my health, or I need to learn a second language, or I need to save my marriage. I need to save my business. I need to get out of debt. It's a massive obstacle and they don't go small enough. They don't identify that two-inch domino. that They just consistently knock that over would ultimately get them out of debt, create financial freedom, save their marriage, transform their health, so on and so forth. One word a day. So for you, it's not even that you have to run 30 minutes. It's that you get on the treadmill.
1: Oh, absolutely. There were days that it was not a 30-minute run. And there were days that it was a mile run. There were days that it was a half a mile run at an incline. And it was all about getting my shoes on and getting on the treadmill. Hmm. That simple task. And then it built and built and built over time. I want to go back to that question that you said you now ask, what have you been cheating yourself on over the last five years? What's the answer to that? What would this look like in my business if I focused on one thing every day for 66 days? That would then become a habit that would be the 20% of my 20%. Well, let's ask it. I want you to imagine five years ago,
0: you actually understood and internalized the power of what you now understand. And you picked one thing for your business,
1: made it a power habit. What would you have today that you don't currently have? Probably multiple houses. <laughs> yeah. And on a path that would, be significantly further than 5 years could have even taken care of because it builds over time exponentially like compound interest almost with the power habits what's exciting about that is what does that look like for the next 5 years by focusing on one thing and becoming a and a really identifying what that power habit could be 5 years from now i could be 10 years ahead of where i would have been financially health insert awesome item here simply by focusing on something so small and so simplistic. It is the gradually then suddenly. I think one of the things
0: um, that's overlooked in the book, that image of the iceberg. Yeah. So the, the idea that we all know the tip of the iceberg is just that. The majority of the mass is below the surface. Most of us focus on our productivity, right? The actions that we take and the results that we get. And when we're not getting the right results, we just change our actions and vicious cycle. We don't end up making the progress we want. It's because the answers lie beneath the surface. Can't be productive if you don't know your priorities. And if you can't truly know your priorities, if you don't have a sense of purpose, a reason why you're doing this. How has watching your daughter get involved with this changed how you think about your 66J challenge
1: and how you live your one thing? I've had coaches in my world, and I've had trainers in my world, and I've had other people to keep me accountable to different things. And yet, it's amazing what a five-year-old can do. Um, I heard the stories of of people telling their kids they're going to do something great. And if they don't hit that 66-day challenge, they take them away. Mm -hmm. And that high level of accountability. And it's amazing to see what's possible for my kids as a result of implementing some of these very simplistic ideas that will produce massive success? Hmm. What's the one thing that they could focus on today, such that by doing so would make school easier, would make them financially free earlier in life, that all these things that are possible as a result of something just so incredibly two-inch domino small? Or what would be different? about your life today had
0: you learned this when you were your daughter's age?
1: Wow. Perhaps everything would, have, would be different. And yet, I'm excited that I am implementing it now because of what's possible in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that.
1: As I make choices for what the next five years brings, absolutely clarity comes number one. Where do I want to go? What's that purpose really look like? Um, so often I think we look at successful people and see the results the iceberg all over again. You see that tip that sticks out of the water. You don't necessarily see the 30 years they did to create the largest real estate company in the world or the the biggest uh, retail company in the world or the biggest online company in the world. It was all this back-end focus that took a little while to get results, but was consistent habits over time and became power habits and got stacked on top of habits that led to this massive success. I heard somewhere that As a recording artist or as a band, you have a lifetime to write your first album and yet only a year to write your second. Hmm. And as a result, a lot of second albums fail because they don't have the life experience that the first album brought. And as I move forward with, with my life and my businesses, making a conscious decision as to where I'm going personally and then identifying that small domino will kind of take care of everything else. When you think about everything that you've learned, reading the book multiple times,
0: now completing your first sixty-six day challenge, which congratulations, by the way. Thank you.
1: Um, where are you struggling? As I look at these seven circles and the one thing, if that was a tire and they were spokes, at times the ride would be bumpy mm-hmm. because of the counter. Balance. I want to make sure that I never get too far in any one direction for too long so that my family doesn't suffer as a result. Yeah.
0: And and for people who are not following what you're saying, seven circles are the seven most important areas of your life. Page 114 of the book your spirituality, because everybody's going to ask, why am I here? Your physical health, because if you don't have your body, where are you going to live? Your personal life, meaning the things you do for yourself, your relationships your job meaning the things you do for your role your business if you're a business owner your what your one thing is for your job is different from your business and if you're not a business owner how what you do as an employee might line up with the mission of the business and for your finances so what i'm hearing you say tim is that if you look at the seven circles and it was spokes there are some areas that are not as there are always opportunities for improvement oh i can tell you're an optimist <laughs> <laughs> in every one of those areas <laughs> yeah and um And and I haven't arrived by any means. (laughs) Right. And so is mine. So is everyone's. Every single one of us, if we look at those areas, there are some that, um, there's pain. When you think about it, there's something that's missing. Uh, How do you think you go about, what's the one thing you're currently not doing Mm -hmm. that if you started doing would allow you to have better counterbalance
1: between those circles? It's a great question. I think it's, choosing the next challenge based on what that one thing may be that's lacking. Mm. It could be any one of those seven areas. Yeah. At the moment, health is it's good. It's going really well. And it's getting better. So that habit is established. and And tomorrow being day 67, I don't see me suddenly hanging up my running shoes. In fact, I probably feel really weird if I hung up my running shoes tomorrow because that's inside me. Well, te- technically, you don't just stop at day sixty-six, right? Right. It's an, it's not an end. Right. <laughs> I didn't get to the top of Everest you, by the, you, doing that. You know,
0: it's a habit when it would feel weird not to do it. Because the whole and here's what's cool about this: this is your first sixty-six day challenge. What you're not seeing yet is I know you know about it, but the idea of habit stacking. Because once running is fully solidified as a habit, just like how we brush our teeth. You get up and you put on your running shoes and you run. It's that kind of life. It'd be weird to not do it. Then you earn the right to focus on the next 66-day challenge. All along the while, running is still in place. And it's, I'm putting myself in in your shoes. Imagining, gosh, that seems like a long time to focus on just tracking one thing. But the truth is, it flies by. And before you know it, you are
1: stacking a tremendous number of habits and You're a very different person. And the 66 days went by in a flash. Mm. The hardest part was the first two weeks. Say more. That's interesting to me. Well, because it's physical. Yeah. It's painful. Okay. Quite honestly painful. And it was, you know, I could quit now. Uh, It's been a long day. Who would know? It's only me. It's only myself involved in this. It would really know. If I didn't hit every one of those things, and yet, because I talked about it with people in my world, I had additional levels of accountability. Hmm. I had someone ask me last week, you're done your challenge, right? And it's not yet. Monday, 60. Six days to go for the challenge. And his question was, what are you going to do on Friday when it's over? It's not over. It's just begun. This is now a habit. I may not have to track it any longer because it's it's ingrained. And then what's the next habit? What's the next thing that I intend to do such that by doing it, everything else in my whatever bucket becomes easier or necessary? Hmm. And is it a language? Is it reading five pages a day of a finance book? Is it something so simplistic that could build out over time? Um, I looked at my, my podcast app today and I've listened to 190 hours of podcasts in the last 16 or 17 months. It's like, wow, I had a a one thing I didn't even realize. I was was building a habit that I didn't even know. You're going to have to show me how to find that number because that's...
0: I'm afraid to look at mine. (laughs) If you have a small business or you know someone who does, you probably know that small business owners wear a lot of hats. And some of those hats are totally great. But some, like filing taxes and running payroll may not be your one thing. That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy for small businesses. Fast, simple payroll processing, benefits, and expert HR support all in one place. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes, so you don't have to worry about that. Plus, it's easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Many of the old school payment providers just weren't built for the way that modern small businesses work gusto is. So as we go into the new year, ask the question, should we let somebody else wear some of those hats that maybe I shouldn't be wearing? In this case, listeners of the One Thing podcast can get three free months when they run their first payroll. Try a demo and see for yourself at gusto.com slash one. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash O-N-E. A lot of people, they they understand the idea of a 66-day challenge, and the question of how do I decide the next power habit is a question mark that I don't know that we've answered thoroughly yet.
1: The first one came about because it was something that was hard. It was mentally hard, mm-hmm. not as physically hard, because you know it could be 10 minutes on a treadmill. I think anybody can do anything for 10 minutes and yet it was the the willpower that no one really has willpower for a long period of time and it was how do you how do you, how do you do it when it's doesn't you don't feel like doing it why do trainers work so well because they keep you focused on the right activities and make you do just one more or just two more depending on the trainer and it was it was maintaining that energy along the way what what i found very quickly in this habit was that i actually had more energy as it went on And the days that I committed to running at 6 a.m., I had more energy throughout the day than the days that I committed to running at 7 p.m. And yet, it wasn't about the time blocking. It was about the the habit. It was about doing it every single day. So then, between 12 and 12, it was getting done. Yep. That makes sense. You've heard that F.M.
0: Alexander quote, people don't decide their futures, they decide their habits, and their habits decide their futures. Who's the person you want to become? Like, really imagine, go way out, and you have knocked it out of the park. Magic wand, anything you could possibly desire, poof, it will be yours. Who do you want to be? The best version of myself.
1: What would that person look like? Someone that's a, that always shows up at a 10 in every aspect of their lives. In all of those seven circles, the seven habits, that, that it's a 10 in every one of those.
0: Mm. Do you envision there being one thing that makes that happen or is it over time
1: forming power habits individually in each of the circles? It's over time, for sure. Okay. And it's taking some of those things that may be a six or seven and not taking them to a 10, taking them from a six to a seven, to an eight, to a nine, to a 10. Mm-hmm. What's the area... That's
0: lacking most right now. That if it were a 10. Would make the biggest impact in your life overall. I think relationships. Okay.
1: Is that in general? Or are you thinking of a specific person? I think it's in general. Okay. Relationships could always be improved. As you focus so much on business. Mm -hmm. And family. At times. Other relationships. Mm -hmm. Can suffer.
0: what's the one thing you can do such that by doing it would make relationships being a 10 out of 10 easier or unnecessary?
1: Could be as simple as one text a day to somebody on my phone that I haven't talked to. Dude, you you are good at going small fast. That's interesting. Um, Do you think big and act small? Yeah. It's a really brilliant quote. It's, it's rare that I sit with somebody, though, who can go there that fast.
0: <laughs> that's, that's practice, by the way. One text a day to someone. What would that
1: text look like? Hey, Jeff, haven't talked to you in a while. How's life? Yeah. With no expectation of response.
0: Can I give you a suggestion? Please. When you get a text from somebody saying, how's life? What do you feel the need to do? Text back which you've actually now created work for them, possibly, right? One thing to consider would be, hey, Tim, saying this to you because you've been on my mind. We haven't chatted in a while. No need to rep- reply. I just wanted to let you know that I'm thinking about you. It's great advice. Right? Now, it's truly a gift. I've thought about you. There's no, there's you've communicated that there's no expectation of reciprocation. Are you likely going to get one back? 80% of the time. Yeah, sure. Right. But at least it's not a, now right. there's a dialogue that has to be maintained because that sounds like a distraction.
1: And it's less likely that I'm trying to sell them something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's
1: good. Oh, yeah. For people
0: in a uh, business that involves lead generation, this could be interesting.
1: You know, part of it's a relationship. mm mm-hmm. And I, I'd be hard-pressed to find a business that doesn't involve lead generation. And yet, those touches, just being a human, that's good. What changes have you seen in your daughter? We can get partway through a day, and if her behavior is reinforcing that we've had better days, just have a simple conversation of, "Do you think you're going to get a checkmark today?" Mm. And it's a, and at times it can shift the behavior quite quickly. At times it doesn't, and it's really amazing—an amazing tool. That's and I really do view the 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 piece of paper as a tool. The 66-day challenge. A- Absolutely. It's whether or not you want to turn on that tool. Yeah. Which, by the way, folks, if you don't
0: have a copy of this, go to the one thing.com. That's with the number one in the URL. Click on the free stuff tab. You'll find it there. What advice would you give to someone, Tim, who's either considering starting their first 66-day challenge or somebody who has tried and failed?
1: Somebody that's considering starting it, start it today, print it today, and make today day one of whatever you're doing. Don't let it go until tomorrow. The day I printed it was the day I started the challenge. Mm. There was no, well, I'll get to it on Monday. Well, it, I'll get to it whatever day that's going to be. It was, nope, it's got to be today. Right now, I'm the most motivated I'm going to be to start this thing. Let's not let it sit on my shelf with everything else that you start and maybe doesn't keep going. Um, Someone that's looking to do this or has done this and and not been able to stick it out, you need an accountability partner or many accountability partners Mm. to keep you on pace and to simply ask that question. My accountability partner happened to be a five-year-old. Pretty cool accountability partner. Pretty cool accountability partner, for sure.
0: And talk about lining the dominoes up. You're forming a power habit. There's a bonding exercise between you and your daughter. You're teaching her, I think, one of the most profound things that people don't decide their futures. They decide their habits. And
1: their habits decide their futures.
0: And you're making your wife happier, which we know immediately makes you happier. (laughs) And the cycle just repeats. (laughs) The cycle does repeat. It is the
1: small (laughs) domino that, that does perhaps knock over the moon. Oh, that's so interesting. So cool. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? The challenge, it's really fun. Watching incremental success and and your clothes fit better and you feel better and it it builds energy and confidence and everything else that comes with it. I'm excited to tackle the next 66-day challenge.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to get your report back on how that goes because I can tell you my first one, there was a lot of novelty with it. Like, I'm doing my 66-day challenge. Like, it, it really meant something. And then I didn't bring the same intensity to the second one. And there wasn't the same novelty to it. I still got it. But by the fourth one, I failed. And I haven't gone back to form, make that one a habit. It was, it was around my um, planning my meals so that I would, that was the one thing that if I planned what we were going to eat, I'd likely eat better. And if I ate better, I'm more likely to work out. And like all these things with health get transformed. Never gone back to that one. Done many since though, different ones.
1: And and constantly picking that domino that really is the two inch domino. There you go. And I think that's the heart of it. If I I think back to the planning the meals, I couldn't.
0: It wasn't one thing I really could do. I didn't, at that time in my journey, understand what a two-inch domino really means.
1: And by accident picking running, well, you can't eat bad if you're running every day. You can't stay out late if you're running every day. You can't. There's so many other things that it it forces a, a, a lifestyle or, or a series of choices around that. Because if you run after you've had a really heavy meal... It just negative doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, there's some definitely some negative consequences. So unintentionally, or perhaps intentionally, maybe you can't make any decisions that are unintentional. It ended up being a really great domino. That's cool. That's cool. Well, thank you for sending me the email out of the blue.
0: It was it was one of those moments that uh, you know we really love hearing when people are living this and the stories that they're hearing. And it's the reason you're sitting here now. So for any of you listening to this, if you have a story of how you've been living the one thing, Jeff at the one Thing.com, send it on over. We love to hear stuff like this. If this has helped you, I hope that you will share this episode with somebody. If you listen on an iPhone, you can click those little three buttons and actually text it to somebody. It's how the show grows. And it's also how you begin making an impact, because we know the power of living this and what that can happen. And if you're that person that somebody shared it with, click the subscribe button, so automatically all the future episodes come to your device. Tim, thanks for being here, man.
1: Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Well, there you have it, my conversation with Tim Beverland. One thing really stands out to me after this conversation. And it's the idea that when you do one thing, the right thing it could topple over many things success is sequential not simultaneous do you think if tim had taken a step back before doing the 66 day challenge and asked what's the one thing i can do that will transform my health Enrich the relationship with my daughter, improve my wife's overall happiness and our relationship. And oh, by the way, also completely expand my mind in terms of what is possible. I'm gonna do one thing and it's gonna make all that happen. Do you think that would have seemed doable for him? That's a lot to chew. Yet, when you get clarity that you wanna form a habit in one area health, What's the one thing I can do? Okay, I'm going to run every day. And you go so small to the point that it's, did I put my shoes on and get on the treadmill? That's the mark of success. If he gets on the treadmill with his shoes on, takes one step, and then decides to go watch Game of Thrones and crush a dozen donuts, it's still a win for the day because the domino was so small that it was one thing that he could do such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. Yet you fast forward by him running every day for 66 days. As of today, the day that we are recording this, Tim transforms his health, enriches the relationship with his daughter, his wife's happiness shifts and his vision of what's possible for his life, completely expanded, ordinary things done consistently creating Extraordinary results. What amazing possibilities are you currently missing in your life? And how can you go small and form your first power habit today? Go to the1Thing.com with the number one in the URL, download your 66-day challenge calendar for yourself and those in your world, and get started today. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to being with you in the next episode.